2: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash Prime for details.
1: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Hope you had a great
3: weekend, everybody. Gangs all here, ready to play. Phone calls, welcome, 877-3DP-SHOW. Operator Tyler standing by. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Tonight, Knicks at the Heat. The Warriors at the Lakers. In case you're wondering, for entertainment purposes only, DraftKings has the betting lines. The Knicks getting four and a half. The Warriors getting three. Basketball yesterday and last night. It was uh, the Nuggets losing to the Suns. And uh, there's a controversial moment there that we'll talk about here coming up. But the 76ers and Celtics are tied at two games apiece. The Heat up 2-1 on the Knicks. The Lakers up 2-1 on the Warriors. Uh, Seton, you got a poll question to start out with. We say good morning to those watching on Peacock, our streaming partner. Download the app if you haven't done that. You can watch for free. Also, a radio affiliate, iHeartRadio, Funk Sports Radio, and approaching 390 cities in America carrying this program. Yes, Seton O'Connor?
4: Well, we might as well get right into it then, Dan. Uh, Who should be punished more for the incident in the Suns game? Okay.
3: Nikola Jokic? or Suns owner Matt Ishbia. All right. If you didn't see it, this is how it sounded on TNT last night.
1: As Phoenix turns it over, boy, Jokic, a little bit of contact. Boy, that potentially could get dangerous. I think Jokic was just trying to get the basketball from the crowd and crowd uh a little upset about that. And went right in the area where... Suns owner Matt Ispia is seated just to our left in that corner as security quickly trying to step in and defuse the situation. A little bad boy action there from <laughs> Matt Ispia from Detroit.
3: Depending on your vantage point, you probably saw it two different ways. Um, I did at first. I'm thinking, okay. Jokic is going into the crowd. He's trying to get the ball. They won't get the ball back. And then there's a fan that kind of gets close to him and then he pushes him away, elbows him away, a chicken wing away. And then we realize that that's the Sun's owner, the new Sun's owner, who's had a great month, a great six weeks. And he's there courtside. Isaiah Thomas is there with him as his guest. And now all of a sudden it takes on a whole different look because. Now you got Jokic going into the stands. you got the owner involved in it. The owner's role in this. The Joker got a technical here. And now we wonder, is the Joker going to be available for Game 5 back in Denver? What happens with uh, the commissioner with this? With an owner involved in this? Now, no punches are thrown. I thought that uh, Matt Ishbia uh, was kind of flopping. Uh, He's a former player at Michigan State and probably well-trained at uh, taking those flops in practice. But, you know, he's courtside, and, and it felt like he was, he, he was moving in on the joker a little bit um, and holding the ball. I think if he looks at that, uh, he's going to come away being embarrassed by that because you never should have been involved in it. And, and you're the owner. You know, if that was another fan, that fan gets tossed. And I think there was a fan next to the owner who did get tossed, who put his hand on uh, Jokic. I, I, I think if the Joker wanted to actually send a message with an elbow to the owner, he could have done that. But he didn't know that that was the owner and didn't care afterwards. Here is Jokic after the game.
0: The fan put a hand on me first, so I thought the league's supposed to protect us or whatever. So, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. So we will see. Did That's, you happen to know who the fan was? He's a fan, isn't he? If uh, he's a, setting, a sitting senior,
5: Phoenix Suns owner,
0: sitting on the court, and he's a fan, isn't he? Yep. That doesn't mean that he's a so whoever it is, and he's a fan. He cannot influence the game by holding the ball.
3: He's factually correct that he is a fan, and he did hold the ball. And it almost felt like, hey, this is my team, my building, and I'm with my guys. And maybe you're starting to feel yourself a little bit there. Uh, He did. They did put their hands on Jokic. So you have to protect the player. First and foremost, you have to protect the player. Uh, the fact that it's an owner, I think that makes the matter worse for the owner. If, if it's a fan, then you go, okay, fan maybe in in his cups there and feeling, uh, you know, got some beer muscles and, hey, you know, the Joker just came over here, I'm on TV. But that's the owner. And then you flop back, throw his arms back, and I'm going, mm, that's not a good look here. Uh, and then doling out punishment here. uh, I, I would certainly have an issue. I would find uh, Matt Ishbia pretty heavily as an owner. But I don't know if you can, are they going to suspend Jokic? That, that would be, I hope not, whether it was a regular season or game seven. You know, I would hope that they wouldn't for something like that. But uh, this commissioner is a player-friendly commissioner. But I, I mean, your bosses are the owners. So it's a tricky situation there. But I, I I, don't know if they're going and it, to... And it takes away from what was a great game, great performances last night. I mean, Devin Booker is having an all-time, all-time playoff uh, uh, appearances so far. Incredible what he's doing. And efficient. I got some numbers here on him. And Joker put up 53 last night. I think that's the most points ever scored in a regulation loss in NBA playoff history. So he put up 53 last night. Devin Booker now has 83 points over the last two games. And only two players in the last 50 years have scored at least 75 points and shot better than 75% from the field over a two-game period. Booker and LaMarcus Aldridge of the 2016 Spurs. But Booker is 34-43. He's shooting 79 percent from the floor. The last two games.
1: Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. This is the stat of the day.
3: Stat of the day. Brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Discover Credit Cards sponsor us this hour and they do something pretty incredible. They automatically double all the cash back you've earned, doubled from trips and restaurants. That's the first year. They double it back, and you can see the terms, and check it out for yourself, discover.com slash match. Did anybody see it differently than I did with the owner and uh, Joker last night? No? You guys saw it the same way I did? Seaton.
4: Yeah, I mean... Uh, an owner should never make themselves part of the game or part of the story like that. You know, that's. A, I just feel like it's a really bad look for Matt Ishbia. Um, yeah, I think if if Jokic really wanted to push somebody, uh, it would have been a lot worse than that. <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, yeah. I think I think the commissioner's going to have to find the owner there. Yes, Todd.
5: Yeah, like, why are you holding on to the ball? Just let go of the ball and just let things move on. That's where it escalated. If he would have just stopped playing the, uh, you know, you can't take the ball from me, I'll decide when I'm going to release the ball from my possession.
3: Well, I also, there's something else that's lost in the the play. There's a player who goes, you know, kind of falling out of bounds, a a Suns player. And then I think the owner's trying to help him up, and, and there's a lot of people around. And then Joker wants to get the ball to put it back in play. Yeah, uh, and that's when the owner's holding the ball. Somebody puts his hand on uh, Joker, and then all of a sudden, you know, then it it could have gotten ugly, but and maybe because it was an owner, it didn't get as ugly. If it had been a fan, yeah, pulling
6: Yeah, I agree with you guys almost all of it. You know, Jokic didn't go into the fan in the stands. The stands kind of went into Jokic, and they were starting to put his, their hands on him, and he kind of gave that kind of get off me chicken wing. What I didn't understand is initially when the ball. Ishbia has the ball. Why Jokic ran over to grab it and grabbed it like it was soccer, and they're trying to get it back in to score a goal? Yeah, you know, they're out of bounds. There's not any rush to get that ball back. It's going to come back at some point. It's almost like he grabbed it, and Ishbia was like, "Whoa, what? Why is he grabbing this from me?" You know, he kind of ran to him and grabbed it.
3: Yeah, but he's more entitled to it than the owner is. Totally,
6: totally. But I was, I was just when I first saw, it, I was like, "Why is he running to get the ball? Someone, can, anyone can get the ball."
3: Well, I think that the official is going to wait till the player gets up. So you're going to resume play? I, I I don't think it's you know soccer where you just grab it and then you want to throw it in, but it felt like that's what Joker was trying to do. Like let me get this ball in. Yeah, Paul.
6: Is there any hard rule? Remember, if you go back years ago, coming off the bench gets you automatic suspension. Mm. Is there any rule Jokic may have broken where it would be automatic and the commissioner's hands are tied? Making contact with a fan, or here's a side part of that. Do you not? treat Ishbia as a fan because he didn't pay for a ticket and he's not a fan. He is actually treated differently because if this was an assistant coach, almost like a two-part question there.
3: I think if you're going to suspend him, you'll suspend him because he he had an elbow. He, he Can I say he threw an elbow? Uh, he If he wanted to throw an elbow, he could have. I, I think he was maybe just getting some separation there with the chicken wing. Like, get out of here, okay? Get off me. Yes, he. Right. I, the the everybody's saying elbow to me
4: is is off a little bit. He pushed a fan back with his forearm. Yeah. You know, he he didn't elbow him. He pushed a fan back with his forearm. Get out of here. The 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 owner one hundred percent caused the entire incident.
3: Yeah, you start to parse this out. And you like you. Like, the, you take that, and then you take that, and then you take that, and then you put it all together, and then contact and touching, and then throwing out somebody, a technical for Joker, the owner's role. You know, I, I would love to know how this plays out with the commissioner today. <laughs> that, man, I would be so
4: embarrassed. If that was me on, the, on video doing that, I would be humiliated today. The owner. The owner, yeah. yeah.
3: I would be humiliated well, well, I would think if I'm the commissioner, I, I have a, a stern message, no pun intended, for this owner to say, you're, we're not a part of the game here. Like You're there, you want to sit there courtside, you gotta, you got to know how to handle it. You're the owner. You can't be holding a basketball. You can't be, hey, look at me, I'm the owner. I, 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 I'm, I'm defending our turf here. Against the Joker, yeah, Paul.
6: But it's tough because Matt Ishbia is only punishable financially, or they don't let him sit for the rest of the series courtside. That that doesn't affect their team. You know, if somehow Matt Ishbia holding that ball gets Jokic suspended the game, the Suns win. <laughs> yeah, and the, son, and, my, and the local fans will be like he'll be a hero for his dumb movement. Yeah. Uh,
3: so, what's the poll question we're going to go with, Seton? You're going to who should be punished or?
4: Yeah, well, we we could do two options. I have who should be punished more for the incident or who caused the incident, oh.
3: but I think... Is I, that the same? Um, it felt like the owner caused this. Yeah, yeah. Now, did Joker escalate it? And that might be what the commissioner is going to look at. At some point, though, like the league, they do have a responsibility to...
4: I know you have to protect the fans from players... But the, the players need a certain amount of protection, too. I, I do agree with them that they shouldn't, there is no world in which they should be fighting with a fan to get the ball back to start playing the game again. Yeah, he
3: that's, doesn't. That's the, ridiculous. The owner doesn't need to be a tough guy there. He doesn't need to play a role whatsoever. You're the owner. Be professional. Yeah, Marv.
7: And if you're Adam Silver, how irritated are you? Because last night was such a great I know, game. I know, People We're... We're kind of talking about how great Devin Booker's been and how great Jokic was. But now this is the lead store because of the owner.
3: Well, until the punishment's handed out, you know, people are going to talk because you're going to speculate what could happen. When does that, uh, you know, discipline or extra punishment come down? Yeah, Todd.
5: I think it's mainly on the owner, too. But was at any point Joker feeling like he was in danger? I, I guess maybe in the heat of the moment, you don't know if someone's about to grab you or hit you or whatever. But in that moment, did he really need to give him that forearm shiver? Well, like? I
3: don't think that he. He's, I don't think he felt endangered, but, like, why is somebody touching me?
5: Yeah, but he's talking postgame about safety, and I thought they're supposed to have our back and security and make sure the players are safe. So I don't know what was unsafe at that moment where we had to knock him down there and give him a little floor. Well, you
3: shouldn't be able to touch the players. You shouldn't be able to come to the player and touch the player. It's not like Joker went into the stand so they couldn't help but, you know, put their hands on him. Here is uh, the head coach of the Nuggets, Mike Malone, on the incident. Yeah, I'm still not really sure what happened. I haven't seen a video of it. I think it's
8: crazy that Nicola got a technical foul in that situation. He's going to get the ball, and some, some fan is holding on to the ball like he wants to be a part of the game. Just give the ball up, man. You know what I mean? And, you know, they, they deemed Nicola doing something that was excessive, I guess, and they gave him the tech, but uh, I still don't really understand it. Do
5: you think the fans, the owner of the Suns, made any difference?
8: I don't give
3: a s***. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's, I really don't care. It makes it worse because it's the owner. If it's a fan, I, I get it. Hey, look at me! I'm on TV. Hey, Joker's over here in my face. Oh, he just push me! You're the owner, and you grew up loving the bad boys, and you got Isaiah Thomas next to you. <laughs> but he, you know, it, it was like you're in high school or college, and you're gonna, you know, take a charge. He flopped there. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for...
3: Or the perfect table.
0: Hey, where are you? Coming! Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer.
1: Miller Lite.
3: Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's all here ready to go on this Monday. Best and worst of the weekend, your opportunity to be part of the program. Dial us up. You can email, tweet, all the above. Operator, the birthday boy, Tyler, standing by. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Spent a lot of time, first hour, talking about what happened last night as the Suns even the series with the Nuggets. But uh, more importantly how the league and the commissioner reacts if he does with uh, the Joker and uh, the owner of the Phoenix suns, Matt Ishbia. And this is difficult because if you watch it, you can say both played a role and the owner should never be involved. So I have to treat him like a fan, but I also the punishment is harsher because he's an owner Uh, because at first you didn't know. I wasn't aware that that's where Matt Ishbia sits, but when Joker goes into the stands and he wants the ball, and there's a little bit of a skirmish there because one of the Phoenix Suns goes, you know, careening out of, uh, you know, off the court into the stands, but the owner is holding the basketball. Okay, like you know, when when you're taller than your uh, brother and you hold it up and he can't get it, I mean, you're, he's holding the ball, and he's the owner. Um. And I I think the commissioner comes down pretty hard on Matt Ishbia. I don't know if he suspends Joker. I mean, that's really what this comes. This series is going to come down to probably this decision. Because if Denver uh, somehow survives, goes back, wins game five, then they're probably going to win this series. But if he gets suspended, Phoenix wins in Denver, then Phoenix is going to win this series. Also, you know, you're watching Phoenix, and they're playing at a different pace because they don't have Chris Paul. Chris Paul is out because of the groin injury, and it's almost become a positive, which is strange to say, with Chris Paul, one of the great point guards of all time. But even if he's healthy when he comes back, is he going to start? Do you want him to start? It almost feels like having a they're, they're playing at a different speed, and it's been successful. Certainly for Durant and Booker, you got some help from the bench. Landry Shamit had 19 points. They got to get somebody to help them out. But Devin Booker is playing at an all-time high. His efficiency is historical because he's gone 34 for 43 from the floor. He's shooting 79% over the last two games. And these are must-win situations here. And playing, you know, when Kevin Durant is the third best offensive player on the floor, man, there's some pretty good offensive performances. Joker had 53 in a, in a loss, the most points in a regular, in a postseason game that was in regulation, didn't go into overtime. That's the most ever scored in a loss, 53, I believe. So Joker and we Will. I don't know when you dole out that punishment. I don't know what is involved. I'm going to guess the commissioner is on the phone or has been on the phone with the owner of the Phoenix Suns. And then you're going to look at the video there with, with Jokic. Uh, It's an elbow. uh, It's almost like a clearing elbow. Not, I want to hurt you, but it's basically like, get off me. Joker doesn't know that's the owner of the Phoenix Suns. He said, uh, he's a fan. Like, I don't know. I don't care. Uh, Mike Malone, the Nuggets head coach, said he's a fan. I don't care if he's the owner or not. It makes it worse because he is the owner, I think. All right, that was our poll question. Uh, Seaton, would you give the, uh, the exact wording there? Who should be punished
4: Ooh. more for the incident uh, at the Suns game? Right. And right now, it's not even close. Matt Ishby right. is running away with it. Yay, congratulations. Some people are asking, too, in the replies here, that if this was, uh, say, Draymond Green, would it be a different
3: well, but he does have priors. He does, yeah. And that's why he got suspended, because he had priors, and the NBA said that. Uh, yeah, it would be different,
6: probably so. Yeah, Paul. What would the response be if this were Mark Cuban, who has a past, not a physical past in any way, but a past of uh, susp- uh, fines and susp- other things? Would Mark Cuban be treated different than any other owner, or be the same?
3: I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the reasoning is, the logic is with any of this stuff. And, you know, has Cuban baited players before? Now, he's been on the court. He's very active. He's been fined numerous times. But, I, you know, this is where it gets a little tricky when you do hypotheticals. Like, I don't know what would happen if it was Draymond. I don't know what would happen with Mark Cuban. Because this is about Joker and this is about Matt Ishbia. Nobody else. Because if you go, well, what if this was? It doesn't make any sense to do that. Uh, What if this was LeBron? Like, I don't, this is what it is right now, right in front of us. This is the decision that's going to be made based off, uh, you know, what we saw and who they are. Pete Davidson is everywhere. And now that includes Bubkiss, a new semi-autobiographical comedy series on Peacock. Edie Falco, Joe Pesci are in Bubkiss streaming now only on Peacock. By the way, I was watching at the end of the movie Casino last night. And it doesn't end well for Joe Pesci that uh, they get taken out into a cornfield. <laughs> yeah. Where is there a cornfield near the strip in Las Vegas? That was the first thing I thought is, did they drive to Iowa? But they are out there in a cornfield, and then that's where they, uh, they bury him. Yes, yes, Paul. That
6: That is a great point. I never thought about that before because they're clearly <laughs> yeah. in Vegas. Now, the, the bosses back home are in Kansas City in the movie Casino. I don't know if uh, Kansas City is a hotbed of corn activity, but maybe more likely there.
3: I I mean, why would you go that
7: far to... For a meeting.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Yes, yes, Marv. Yeah, do they maybe meet halfway between Las Vegas and Kansas City? Like, hey, we're driving. Hey, we'll meet right here. Well,
6: when, then... I, when I think Albuquerque, I don't think uh, combines and corn. Maybe I'm wrong.
3: Yeah, I didn't know that they, they had cornfields in Vegas or outside of Vegas.
7: I don't know. The gist of the story is he made... Uh, Joe Pesci watched his brother get killed.
3: Yes, he did. I like, yes, he did. No, Dom. By the way, Nick's at the Heat tonight. We're talking about the Heat. And then the Warriors will be at the Lakers after what we saw in Game 3 where everybody played well for the Lakers. It wasn't, hey, if AD plays well, you're going to win. Everybody played well. Golden State kind of uh, shut it down early in the second half. And uh, now they're only fav- – you know, the Warriors are three-point underdogs here. Yeah, Paul.
6: I hate to change back topics, but I found a number of cornfields in Nevada, not so much in the Las Vegas mm, area. Okay. But in other areas of Nevada, there are corn mazes and cornfields. Mm, okay. Pretty shocked by that. All right.
3: We learned something. That's a tough scene, man. Yeah, it is. It really it is. is. Yeah. That is a tough scene. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm watching um, Bull Durham last night. You know, it's interesting when you have kids and then you're telling them about movies that you really love and and that you need to watch this. Like you gotta watch Hoosiers. And then you're sitting there, and I, I have three daughters and my son, and I have two daughters at home this weekend. And then uh, my wife says, we should watch, you know, and she has a list of movies that they should be watching. And, you know, we watched uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and my kids were like, uh, we, what's the big deal? We don't get it. Like, you know, he's a jerk, and he got uh, off from school, and he got in a parade, and I go, all right. All right, you're not seeing what I'm seeing, but that's okay. So I said, how about Bull Durham? And they go, is it sad? I go, no, no. Is it scary? I go, no, it's about baseball. But it's really about love. It's a relationship. And they're watching, and I could tell, you know, when they start to check their phones, and I go, no, no, no phones. No, no, no. And they're like, okay. And so they begrudgingly slogged through it. And I said, all right, so you watched it. Pretty good. And then, you know, they're... Their common uh, opinion. What like, uh, the guy, uh, Bull Durham, uh, he's handsome. And I go, okay, that's what we're taking away from Bull Durham. It's like, yeah, and he's a pretty good baseball player, right? And I go, yeah, yeah, he played a little college baseball, I think. But it's not about sports. It's like Hoosiers is not about sports. It's about relationships. But uh, did, yeah, they,
6: did they not like it? Were they bland about it? Okay,
3: what happens is if you build up the movie and then you watch it and then you're like, they would rather find that movie, like The Sting. You know, they, they start watching the movie The Sting with Robert Redford, Paul Newman, and they're like, have you watched The Sting before? I go, yeah, it's a great movie. I go, yes, but if I had told you to watch The Sting, you'd be like, oh, I don't know. Sting's a great movie. And then they realize that the gangster... Who gets played was Robert Shaw, who's the was in Jaws, and they're like that same guy that got eaten by Jaws. What a run! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those are two great. You know, you're in Jaws and The Sting. Yes, Paul.
6: Did your parents do that with you? Because my, my mother gave me some movies that she said you got to see this. It was like Twelve Angry Men, which was a great movie, and it was way well before my time. There was a movie called Rear Window with Grace Kelly and Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy right? Stewart,
3: yeah,
4: yeah. That's a I great thought it movie.
6: Was, I thought it was great, but I remember being like had to be very, I was like 12 or 13. I was like, this is slow. It's not moving.
3: We didn't have any access to watching these movies. It wasn't like, hey, go down to Blockbuster. There was no Blockbuster. Or, hey, you can order that. There's a streaming service. There was nothing where you go, you got to watch this. If I went to a movie, usually I went to a movie that I went to the drive-in where you weren't really going to the movie, or your parents might have taken you to see a movie. But those were always Disney movies. Like, I remember my mom took me to Sound of Music and Mary Poppins, really young. And I fell in love with Julie Andrews, and, and still in love with her to this day. She just doesn't know it. Yeah, Eden. Animal House. Oh. Yeah. That was the movie that I watched probably too young. Yeah.
4: Um, but I was, that was like <laughs> mandatory. I pretty much, I had just about every word of that movie memorized by the time I was in, I don't even know how yeah. old I was. yeah.
3: The scene when John Belushi is on the ladder is spectacular, where he's going around. He's, when, you're, when you're 12 or 13 Ooh, and you're watching that, you're yeah. like, whoa, yeah. whoa. Can I hit the pause button here? Yeah. That, and when he goes through and he's uh, just piling food onto his tray, those are two of my favorites. Uh, yes, Paul?
6: I mentioned this before, but I went back and looked. The movie Jaws was released. I had I just turned six, and I went and saw Jaws at age six. Ooh. I didn't want to go in a bathtub <laughs> for the next month. I, would, I didn't go to above-ground pools for a year. Yes, Tom. And remember, you have to be in line
5: sometimes, like around the block. When, yeah. when something just came out, that was the only way to see it. Rocky or even Jaws or movies like that. If you wanted to see it when it first came out, you're going on a long line. Uh,
3: a couple of phone calls in here. Uh, once again, tonight, Knicks at the Heat, Warriors at the Lakers. Uh, Gary in Texas joins us on the program. Good morning. Gary,
1: good morning, Dan. How are you doing today?
3: Doing okay. Sorry about hey. everything that's happened in Texas. Horrible, horrible, horrible this weekend. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Uh, I'm I'm a big Suns fan, but I'm not a Denver hater. Um, at at one point, you know, Jokic wades up into the crowd. At what at what point is my I'm sitting in my seat and now? He's in in my area. And uh, I don't think and first of all, I don't think any of this was planned or I think it was just heat of the moment. And I don't think anybody should be fined here. But, you know, I'm sitting in my seat and you're, you know, you're twice the size of me and you're you're in my seat. You know, I'm going to touch you. (laughs) So uh, I just like to have your thoughts on that, you know, because I'm like I said, I paid for a seat. and Now you're in it.
3: Well, but you know what? The owner steps into Jokic. He doesn't. So when Joker gives him the push, uh, you know, forearm, and then he kind of falls back as if he's just taking a charge, he could have stayed there. He got back up and leans in to Jokic. Leans in. And, and that's going to cost him because he's holding the ball and Joker wants it. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, this guy is kind of getting closer to me. Somebody puts their hand on him, and then he just gives that forearm or chicken wing to, like, get out of here. And then he falls down, and then he gets back up, and he goes in. He leans in to Jokic. Commissioner's got, he, he got, to, got to go after him. And if the owner is, you know, innocent, then defuse it. He didn't, he didn't try to defuse it. He could have just stayed down, put his hands up like that. You're the owner, okay?
7: Act like an owner. You can't be doing that. Yeah, yeah, Marv. Yeah, I hated the flopping. When he had his hands up, it was almost like, hey, everyone, did you see that? Yeah. Did you see that? Do you see what I just did? Yeah. Or what he just did?
3: Yeah. I stood up to him. So lame. Yeah, So lame, dude. I just stood up. I stood up to him. And it's like, okay.
4: It's like, hey! Yeah.
3: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, All right, more phone calls coming up. We'll take a break. Uh, We'll talk to the uh, ESPN basketball reporter, Frank Isola, who will join us uh, coming up here. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
2: all in one app with one password. Prime Video, it's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply, Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
3: I was wondering at the very end of the movie, Casino, Sharon Stone, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and uh, all of a sudden Joe Pesci and his brother are taken out to a cornfield. And I thought, are they in Vegas, outside of Vegas? Are there cornfields there? And uh, just uh, got an email from uh, James in Las Vegas. And he said, casinos based on a true story. Joe Pesci, uh, who he plays, called back to the Midwest by the bosses where he and his brother were killed, buried in a cornfield, then found by the farmer who owned that land. So that's uh, along lines what you were talking about, Paulie.
6: That's one of those rewatchables where if it's on and you know, you're about to go outside like to run some errands, and then you're in the middle of a casino, you're like, oh boy.
3: Yeah, I'm kind of fascinated with Sharon Stone in the movie. Did she get nominated? Did she win for that role in Casino? It felt like De Niro was playing De Niro. It's like, oh, I think I've seen Bob do that before. But I She was great in it though. Yes, she was. She was Yes. Yeah, Pauline.
6: I think uh she may have been nominated for an Academy Award and a Golden Globe for that. I got her with two nominations.
3: Mm, but she didn't win for Casino.
6: Um no, she did not. Best Actress in a Leading Role, Sharon Stone. Hmm. Nomination.
3: Is Frank Isola uh, set to join us here? Uh, I think Fritzy's trying to uh, secure him. Any so, minute. So we'll talk to Frankie Ice. He'll be uh, joining us <laughs> coming up.
6: Not his actual name.
3: I don't think, but I, I, Frankie Ice sounds like that would be his name. Frankie Ice. Hi, Frankie. How are you? <laughs> you guys. You say things like you guys. <laughs> You can say that because your wife's Italian, right? Yeah
4: yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's
3: that's just me doing my Jersey thing, anyway. So oh, okay. I feel like I'm grandfathered in. Yeah. Uh, so 3 DP show email address dp at Twitter handle at DP Show uh, tonight Knicks Heat Warriors against the Lakers. Ahmad in Miami. Hey Ahmad, what's on your mind today?
0: How's everything, DP Show?
3: Good, good, good.
0: I got a double best of the weekend.
6: First best is my Miami Heat taking down the New York Knicks. I told you it's the fake Mecca and they're frauds. Second best <laughs> of the weekend is my Florida Panthers taking down the Toronto Maple Leafs in overtime. Cardiac catch dropped the refs.
3: All right, thank you, Mon. You had a good weekend. <laughs> That's a strong call yeah. right there. Strong yeah. call yeah. in and out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. To the point. That's it. Fake Mecca. Yeah, I know. Fake Mecca. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be the Mecca. Used to be. By the way, I watched baseball over the weekend. I, I watched some Dodgers and Padres, but I watched the Royals and the Oakland A's. Oh, no. I had to do it. I, I had to do it. Nice and quiet. So it was Sunday, and the Royals beat the A's. Both teams remain in single digits in the win column. The Royals are 9-26. and 26, The A's are 8-27. and 27. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> The Oakland A's are historically bad. They've been outscored by their opposition by 124 runs so far. <laughs> this is the fewest wins the team has had this deep end of the season. I believe in
6: baseball history. Yes, Paul. They're actually better on the road than they are at home. <laughs>
3: well, if they can what, be, what does that mean? If they have five wins no, on the road, five, three at and home, three
6: at home, technically better.
3: Uh, baseball Sunday leadoff brings you uh, Sunday morning action. Cleveland. As the uh, Guardians host the Angels, Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, and company. That's uh, next Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, streaming exclusively on Peacock. He's uh, Frank Isola, the uh, Nets studio host. And you can see him on uh, Around the Horn and Pardon the Interruption. Also Sirius XM NBA Radio. Frank, thanks for joining us. I'm going to make you the commissioner. What do you want to do and what will you do? with the owner and joker
8: in that uh, little incident last night. Technical foul on Matt Ishbia for flopping, who looks like a young Tom Izzo. I think he could play Tom Izzo, like a 35-year-old Tom Izzo, if they ever have a movie about Tom Izzo. So he looks like his former coach. You know what? I would not be shocked if if he gets suspended. I hope that he doesn't. I think the fact that Jokic went to grab for the ball first, Ishbia, Hold it away. Then it should be a first touch. Jokic and Jokic is a big guy. Just kind of put his arms up. There was no swinging involved. I hope that's not the case. It's interesting. I look, you know, I was watching last night, and when Monty Williams came on after the game, I was wondering if Monty was going to go down the Pat Riley route or Phil Jackson. Of course, uh, Monty's first NBA coach was Pat Riley, and said something along the lines of, "We can't have this in our sport." We have to protect the fans at all costs. I understand Nikola Jokic is a great player, but this is something the league has to look into. To Monty's credit, he just said, I didn't, I didn't really see what happened.
3: <laughs> well, I wonder if there's enough there that the commissioner would suspend Joker. Um, if this is regular season as opposed to now, would it be a different ruling for, for this? And if it was a true fan here, because I think the Joker doesn't know that that's the owner of the Phoenix Suns. Yes.
8: Yeah, a couple of things. You know, didn't it was in Phoenix with the Clippers in the first round, where Russell Westbrook kind of cuts through. They go cut through a shortcut, yep. and there was a fan. A knucklehead yelled at Westbrook. He confronted the fan, you know, cursing, threatening the guy. He got his. He's got his kids. His kid right there. There was no suspension there. I also wonder, Dan, the fact that it isn't just a regular fan. Maybe in this case, it would help Jokic out because why is Matt Ishbia taking the ball and you know ripping it away? from Jokic to begin, I don't really think, Matt Ishbia shouldn't have done that. I don't think it's a uh, crime against humanity that he did it. To me, Jokic is still mostly in the wrong. But I thought the tone of it last night, I guess they're going to interview Jokic about it. I, I ultimately think he'll be available for Game 5. Let's hope that's the case, because you look at that game last night, those three guys, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Nikola Jokic, I mean, they're just at a different level offensively. And how do you punish an owner? Well, he he did replace a guy that they essentially got rid of. I mean, I know he stepped down on his own, so I guess you can I guess you can do it. But that's here's the thing, Dan, and you know this and you've talked to him a million times. What if that were Mark Cuban, who you Jokic know. had pushed, and now the series is tied at two two? I would think now Matt Ishbia may say something publicly, but I think he'd be well within his right to tell to call up the league and say, Hang on a second, I paid what, four billion dollars for this team? You're gonna have a player treatment like that? He should not be available for Game 5 in this series. So I'm sure there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, that's for sure.
3: See, I hold the owner more accountable than I do Joker.
8: In terms of? uh I thought that Matt Ishbia, you know,
3: escalated this. Like, you know, he held the ball, he flopped, he got back up, and then he leans into Jokic.
8: Yeah. No, uh, I, I think ultimately the league will look at it that way. And Jokic, I thought his comments... Um, were pretty smart after the game. I think Michael Malone as well. I thought there was a chance that when the game ended, I w- now I understand Jokic is upset with the way that his team played. Down the stretch, they say, hey, he had the big turnover. I was wondering if he was going to make a beeline for Matt Ishbia and just kind of shake his hand, and I wonder if that would have diffused it oh, even more. Wow. I But, I again, you want to see all these guys out there, and they did set a bit of a precedent. So uh, Draymond Green gets suspended for stomping on Sabonis. But in the release, they mentioned they factor in Priors. past transgressions. Yep. Nikola Jokic, yeah, he had something with uh, Markeith Morris. What was that, uh, last season or two seasons ago when he, you know, they got into it? But nothing over the top. So I, that will probably help Jokic as well.
3: I'm watching the 76ers and the Celtics, and I'm not sure if either team is really good. I, th- I think the Celtics can play really good. But then down the stretch, I'm just never quite sure. Uh, James Harden, I'm never quite sure. Embiid had a tentative 34 points, if that's possible. Uh, But how how do you kind of handicap that series between those two?
8: I know it's strange. And the amazing thing, too, about Boston, and I think they have the most talent top to bottom out of any team. I thought that was the case entering the playoffs, certainly now as well, now that Milwaukee's gone. But you know, Boston is 7-8 and eight in their last 15 home playoff games. It's a little hard to believe, and they were in a similar situation last year when they went home for Game 5, tied 2-2 in the second round with Milwaukee, ended up losing Game 5, but then they had the great Game 6 where Tatum went off, then they won Game 7. But I didn't understand Boston yesterday, so they're up 2. Jalen Brown ends up doubling off of hard. And today's NBA is now the MVP of the league has got an angle with Jason Tatum guarding him, he kicks it out to the three-point line, Harden is open, knocks down the shot. All right, so you messed up defensively, you're down one. Why are they walking the ball up the court? The idea now is to shoot with what, five or six seconds to go, seven seconds to go, because if you miss and you don't get the rebound, now you can foul, you have two timeouts, you can extend the game. I get it. At the end of regulation, the game's tied. Marcus Smart takes the last shot. It's a wide-open shot. No problem with that. They They didn't even get a shot off. Yeah. In overtime, and they're only down one point with two timeouts. It made no sense the way that they played that.
3: But the odds to win the NBA title, according to DraftKings this morning Celtics. Celtics well, are big favorites over the
8: Lakers. It, it's amazing, right? For really, for the first time, and I understand the Knicks are in a bad spot, but I mean, how often can you really look at all eight teams in the second round? And if things were to break right, and for some of the teams like the Knicks and the Heat, things would really have to break right for them to win. It feels like you could make a case for just about any team right now winning it all. And it's amazing with the Lakers. And give Darvin Ham, the head coach, a lot of credit. Rob Palenka, the moves that he'd made. You know, They were a laughingstock at the start of the season. And now here they are on the verge winning a home game of going up 3-1 in the series. Can you imagine if we end up with Lakers, Celtics, Yeah in the NBA Finals, but I still think the Celtics are the best team. I still think they'll figure out a way to get this done.
3: And you know what's interesting is when teams play defense, we we never talked about Golden State's defense. When when they were winning those championships, they played great defense. They really did. And the Lakers played great defense. Unbelievable defense. And I give a lot of credit to Darvin Ham because guys don't want to play defense. You're yeah. almost I have to encourage you to play defense. I never have to encourage anybody to play offense. But, you know, Vanderbilt seems to set the tone and and so does that head coach there. Can they continue
8: can they continue to win with defense here in this I year? think they can if Anthony Davis stays healthy and I no understand his scoring is always up and down. But if you have Anthony Davis protecting the basket, and then you have a lot of inexperienced players, but LeBron James is like the middle linebacker on the team. He's standing there telling everyone what to do at all times. So despite the fact that a lot of guys are experienced in big games, having LeBron on the team is absolutely huge. But again, I think a lot of it will come down to how well Anthony Davis continues to play. What I also love about the Lakers, if you go back to that game that they played in Boston, remember when LeBron did get fouled by Jason Tatum and the referee didn't call it, yeah. LeBron fell to his knees. And the big theme after the game was, Oh, we don't get any calls. We don't get any calls. They led the league in free throw shooting. And even in that game, which it was a blowout, they took 20 more free throws. Yeah than the Golden State Warriors. So they're really good at drawing fouls, getting to the free throw line, making shots. They seem to be in a pretty good position. But again, the Warriors were down 0-2 to Sacramento. They needed to go on the road and win a game five, and then they won in game seven on the road. So, And I guess it's 28 straight series where they've won at least one road playoff game. Tonight should be the night.
3: Frank I Isola, be. the uh, net studio host. You can see him on the round the horn. Pardon the interruption. Also, Sirius XM, NBA Radio. LeBron talked about his son, Bronny going to USC and that he really wants to play at least one season with him. Uh, So you got this season, then you'll have next season and then Bronny, I guess will come out into the draft and then he and LeBron will, How, how does that work? How do you think that they sync this up, that they play together?
8: I mean, we know that that's the father's dream and his goal is to play with his son in the NBA, but I don't know. Is that the son's goal right away? Just to leave college after one year, you know, He's going to school. Not many kids go to school with, I think it's a $6 million NIL deal that he has in total. I don't know. It's probably fun. Going to USC is probably a great time to begin with, much less being a star athlete, much less being a guy that's getting $6 million a year. So maybe Ronnie's going to like the college life. Maybe he wants to stay two years, three (laughs) years, which kind of pushes it down. Hey, he might not be making $6 million a year as an NBA player. He's certainly going to be making it as a college player. What if he wants to stay? Again, He's not I, staying for more than one year. You never know. No, what? no. This is, is so important to his dad. Hang on a second. What if this year, and this has happened before, he wouldn't be the first highly touted high school player that struggles a little bit his first year in college. I hope that's not the case, but now the competition is going to be a little bit different. He's going to be playing in a really good conference. I'm sure, you know, because of his name. Unfortunately for him, he's probably going to have a target on his back. So, yeah, but it
3: makes it easier than to sign with a team that your dad's on because
8: then he won't well, get drafted. A hundred percent. Not, but if you're a GM of a team in the second round, would you maybe want to take <laughs> yes, him? Yes, I would. In yes, the second I, round. Yes, <laughs> I you would could get his body. Yes, and <laughs> exactly. and he's not
3: even the best player in his recruiting class at USC, but he no. has gotten better, which is what you know anybody wants to see. You know how much growth their potential is there, and it seems like he made a, a big leap this past year. Yeah. But I, I, it seems like this is the last thing that LeBron wants. Is yeah. I'm sure he'd take another title in the process, but he wants to be able to play with his son.
8: Absolutely, and I thought it was really sweet when LeBron did say, you know, he kept saying that USC is getting a really good kid. And if you talk to a lot of, I've spoken to a lot of scouts that have been to his games, and they talk about Bronny James being a really good teammate how he's very unselfish. I mean LeBron is like that too, he's very unselfish teammates. So that that is good to hear because when you're growing up, I'm sure for all these, you know, kids of uh, you know, famous players, it can't be easy and it seemed like the kid has handled everything really yeah, really has. well. Yeah,
3: he has. Yeah. And you're able to stay
8: home and go to school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but. and he can. So now he has the benefit of his. Not only can his parents come to the game, he could still sit courtside at Laker games. It's oh, a perfect, yeah. perfect scenario.
3: He's got it all. I I brought this <laughs> up last week, you know, because this isn't really a rivalry between LeBron and and uh, Steph or Golden State and the Lakers. I mean, there's no real heated rivalry there, but this feels like it's a legacy rivalry with LeBron and Steph of if one gets another title. So if Steph gets up to five. Does that change the conversation of his place historically? Um
8: can he can he move past LeBron? I I, I don't I don't believe so. I just think it's an all-around uh, okay. player. It's just a little bit different and I also think, you know, the fact that Kevin Durant went there for a couple of years. It's funny. They were both born in Akron. They were both born in the same hospital. hospital yeah. So whoever wins the most should really be considered <laughs> the real king of Akron. <laughs> LeBron just I, can't take that title. I,
3: I I think that they aspire for a little bit bigger kingdom here <laughs> than, than Akron, you know. Name the uh you know the maternity ward after uh, exactly there of, you go one of the guys there. there. You All right, great to talk to you, Frank. Thanks for joining us as you, always, Dad. buddy. Uh take Frank care. Isola, Nets studio host, also uh Sirius XM NBA Radio. You can see him on around the horn and pardon the interruption. Uh I love those legacy conversations because you you don't there's no um, finality to it. Like hey, that's to fit you won the argument there. It still comes back to well, this guy did this or this guy did that. This guy had to move around. This guy needed Durant. This guy needed Wade. You know, it's it's just sort of this chess game sometimes, and you end up kind of just going okay, uh, we done here. Yeah, next next topic. Yeah, more.
7: Was there ever conversations like this going on in the eighties between like Magic and Bird? Like who was the best player of their generation? Yeah,
3: but but once again, you didn't have many national radio shows. You didn't have social media, and it was probably more of something that you would read in the newspaper, uh, or you would have your own conversations about this because that was a big deal. You know, I remember when Bird was playing uh, Magic in the national title game. And Indiana State was nowhere near what Michigan State was, talent-wise. I mean, Magic had, if you flipped him Bird's winning the national title at Michigan State. What he did with Indiana State, and they had one player who got drafted, I think, third round, uh, Carl Nix. But they, they, were, they were just a good team, and Bird was a great player. Magic played on a great team. Two first-round picks on there, Jay Vincent and uh, Greg Kelser. But... It started then of who's better. And then Magic is rookie year, uh, you know, what he did. But Bird getting uh, rookie of the year. So it, it was back and forth with that. And, and both played on unbelievable teams. And those players stayed on those teams, too. You know, Parrish and McHale, uh, DJ Danny Ainge, they stayed on those teams. They added Bill Walton, who was sixth man of the year. The Lakers had all of that talent as well. They were clearly the two best players on the two best teams.
4: At bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.